Welcome to In Conversation With from the Lancet Global Health. My name is Nina Putnis. Today, we're talking to the authors of a paper in our November 2022 issue, published today on thelancet.com. This paper looks at measles and rubella seroprevalence and uses this to evaluate the impact of mass vaccination campaigns in India. The authors use measurements by household sero survey from before and after campaigns in four Indian districts between 2018 and 2020. Now, measles and rubella are infectious viral diseases that sadly remain to circulate throughout the world. They can both cause significant illness and even death in, and in, in measles, especially in children and the immunosuppressed. In rubella, especially affects pregnant women and their babies. Both are almost entirely preventable. There is a safe, effective vaccine, usually either the measles and rubella or the MR, or the MMR, which is combined with the mumps vaccine. These vaccines have been available for many, many years and are usually given in routine childhood vaccination programs. Measuring vaccine coverage or the proportion of a population who has received a or a course of vaccine is a really important measure to understand how protected a population is. Measles especially needs really high vaccine coverage to reduce transmission. In many settings, however, it can be challenging to measure this and to understand the reach, effectiveness and equality of campaigns. Today, I'm very happy to be talking to Dr. Manoj Mureka and Professor William Moss, both authors of this important paper. Manoj Mureka is an infectious disease epidemiologist. He's a senior scientist and director of the National Institute of Epidemiology of the Indian Council of Medical Research. William Moss is a professor at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health and executive director of the International Vaccine Access Centre. He co-authored a report for the World Health Organization on the feasibility of measles and rubella eradication. Manoj, Bill, welcome and thank you so much for coming on air to talk to us today. Thank you very much, Nina. It would be really great to start with a little bit of background on measles and rubella in India. And also perhaps why the supplementary vaccine campaigns you discuss in your paper are necessary. Thank you, Nina, for this uh, question. Well, both measles and rubella are important causes of uh, febrile illness with rash among children in India. India accounts for a sizable proportion of measles cases and deaths occurring globally. For example, in 2020, it was estimated that about uh, 7.5 million cases of measles occurred globally and about 20% of these cases were from India. Measles also is an important cause of under five mortality in India. In 2015, it was estimated that India accounted for about one third of global measles death. In 2020, this proportion uh, was about 6%. In the last few years, the incidence of measles as well as mortality due to measles in India has significantly declined mainly because of uh, measles vaccination. However, India still has the second highest number of children who have not received at least one dose of measles-containing vaccine. Coming uh, to the rubella, rubella on the, is a mild disease when it occurs during childhood. However, rubella infection during pregnancy, especially during the first trimester of pregnancy, can severely affect fetus and can result into number of complications, including spontaneous abortion, 
स्टिल बर्थ और बर्थ ऑफ अ बेबी विथ सेवरल बर्थ डिफेक्ट नोन एज कंजेनाइटल रूबेला सिंड्रोम इट हेज बिन एस्टिमेटेड दैट इंडिया अकाउंट्स फॉर अबाउट वन थर्ड ऑफ कंजेनाइटल रूबेला सिंड्रोम केसेस ऑकरिंग ग्लोबली नो कमिंग टू द सप्लीमेंट्री इम्यूनाइजेशन कैंपेन्स both measles and rubella are vaccine preventable diseases and india had measles vaccine in the immunization program since 1985 however rubella vaccine was not part of uh, the immunization program until 2016 india is committed uh, to eliminate measles and rubella by 2023 and to achieve this goal india conducted supplementary immunization campaign against uh, measles and rubella uh during 2017 to 2019 these campaigns were conducted uh among children age 9 months to less than 15 years this was probably the world's largest immunization campaign targeting more than 400 million children and the objective of these campaigns was to increase the population immunity against measles and rubella in india and thereby reduce the transmission of these diseases thank you manoj for that excellent summary moving now to the specific research you measured in this research the zero prevalence so in other words evidence of immunity measured by igg antibody to measles and rubella in the blood you measured this in regions before and after these supplementary immunization campaigns we just discussed what does your research say about these campaigns and why is that so important well we conducted a population based zero surveys before and after the supplementary immunization campaign to measure the impact of these campaigns on population immunity and the study was conducted in four districts in india and we had conducted these zero surveys in two age groups that is children who were aged between 9 months to 5 years and second age group was 5 years to less than 15 years now talking briefly about the results the campaign coverage uh, ranged between 74 to 94% in different districts after the vaccination campaign uh, measles zero prevalence among younger children that is those aged between 9 months to less than 5 years increased significantly in three districts however in four district the measles zero prevalence among younger children remained unchanged the dis- this district also had a low coverage of supplementary immunization campaign in the other three districts the measles zero prevalence had reached 90% or more among older children uh, measles zero prevalence increased significantly in all the districts compared to the pre campaign zero prevalence now talking about rubella prior to uh, mass vaccination campaign the rubella zero prevalence was low ranging between 10 to 20% in different districts and after this campaign the rubella zero prevalence significantly increased in all the districts and in both age groups so our study findings indicate that the population immunity against measles and rubella in the four districts had substantially increased after the mass vaccination campaigns and it is reasonable to expect a similar scenario in other districts in india as well well high population immunity is expected to further reduce the transmission of measles and rubella in the country however for achieving elimination goal india needs to continue surveillance for measles and rubella and maintain high coverage of measles and rubella vaccination through routine immunization 
Manoj, you just mentioned that the study found some variation in seroprevalence, which may well be important in terms of inequalities. Could you talk a little bit more about them and, and perhaps why you think they are and what are some actions that you feel should happen to try and reduce these? Thank you, Lena. So in this study, uh, we analyzed the data to identify factors that were associated with uh, seronegativity to measles or rubella among younger as well as older children. So several published studies from India have described differences in immunization coverage by socioeconomic status, by caste, by religion, gender, as well as urban and rural settings. In our study, these variables were not consistently associated with measles or rubella seronegativity across the two age groups. And these findings uh, indicate that the inequalities in vaccination coverage on account of these factors have largely been addressed by immunization program. In our study, uh, we identified two factors that were significantly associated with seronegativity to measles. The first was non-receipt of two doses of measles-containing vaccine. And the second factor was non-receipt of vaccine during the supplementary campaigns. Children who did not receive the vaccine during campaigns were also likely to be seronegative for rubella. So what are the implications of these findings? The nationwide supplementary immunization campaign during 2017 to 19 in the country adopted a non-targeted approach. And this strategy was necessary to introduce rubella vaccination to a wider age, uh, age range and also to increase the immunity against measles. The future SIAs in India, however, need to adopt a targeted approach, and they should be guided by data on coverages of routine vaccination, uh, the data about prior SIAs, as well as uh, case-based MR surveillance data. Thank you. Some really important findings there. Your research, of course, used data from before the COVID-19 pandemic. And since then, there's been major concerns expressed worldwide, including in India, on disruptions to normal services, including routine vaccination. This, therefore, of course, risks a surge in conditions such as measles and rubella. What are some of the steps that you suggest should be taken in India or that already been taken in India to improve vaccine coverage and therefore reduce these risks? Thank you, Nina. I think... You know, first of all, it's very important that people understand um, that global progress in in vaccinating children had had somewhat stalled, um, and we kind of reached a plateau uh, of around eighty five percent for the first dose of the measles vaccine or the first dose of the diphtheria tetanus pertussis vaccine, and. We needed new strategies. We need new strategies to reach those remaining 15% of children globally. As a consequence of this, the World Health Organization um, uh, instituted the Immunization Agenda 2030 for this decade, um, really focused on, on equity and reaching these missed children. In addition, Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, um, uh, has focused on the, what they call the zero-dose child, the child who's really missing out on vaccines, but often those are the most vulnerable children um, and miss out on other uh, essential health services. Uh, 
And then the COVID-19 pandemic hit, as you mentioned. And in 2020, the first year of the pandemic, 23 million children missed out on basic vaccines uh, through the routine health services. That was the highest number since 2009 and 3.7 million more than in 2019. In addition, you know, as you and Dr. Manoj were talking about, these mass vaccination campaigns or supplemental immunization activities for measles and rubella were delayed in, in more than 40 countries. Um, and so this combination of failure, increasing failure to vaccinate children uh, through multiple mechanisms uh, on the demand side and on the supply side, as well as delays in in these uh, SIAs or mass vaccination campaigns really set us up for uh, what the World Health Organization and UNICEF called the perfect storm for a resurgence of, of measles and a resurgence of, of rubella. Many countries are uh, moving forward and uh, you know, catching up on some of these uh, missed opportunities during the pandemic. Uh, the, the delays were probably greatest in 2020 and, and countries are beginning to recover, including India, which is making efforts to, uh, to, to reach children who were not reached during the, the pandemic. But unfortunately, Nina, we are seeing um, increasing outbreaks of measles this year. It's very interesting to think about the epidemiology of measles over the past several years. 2019 was a really big year for measles. Um, we saw global outbreaks uh, across, ac across all continents. Um, and then in 2020 and 2021, um, reported measles cases went way down and to really historically low levels. And this was probably a combination of the restrictions, uh, travel restrictions and movement restrictions, masking um, that were put in place as a consequence of the COVID-19 pandemic, but perhaps also a weakening of our surveillance systems to detect and report measles cases. But unfortunately, this year in 2022, we've seen a resurgence uh, of measles, particularly on the African continent and in Asia and Southeast Asia. Um, the World Health Organization and UNICEF reported an almost 80% increase in the number of measles cases reported in the first two months of 2022 compared to 2021. Um, and now we're seeing uh, large outbreaks in Nigeria, in, in India, um, other countries in the regions. Um, and this is, this is going to be a big problem for us and we need to uh, address uh, the measles immunity gaps in several ways, including making, uh, you know, strengthening our routine immunization systems, um, continuing in some areas, the mass vaccination campaigns that Dr. Manoj talked about, but also as Dr. Manoj talked about, you know, pivoting from these nationwide non-selective mass vaccination campaigns to more targeted campaigns that are really focused on reaching uh, the zero dose children. Thanks, Bill. And what a fantastic summary of the last few years in, in, in measles and rubella. Despite all of these challenges, globally, we are still talking about measles and rubella elimination. 
how can tools like CIRA, your zero surveys introduced in your research support this? And perhaps if I might even be able to end on an even bigger question, what are some of your suggestions on achieving this perhaps aspirational but yet very important goal? Yes. So first of all, um, you know, so we recognize that conducting uh, serological surveys is is not an easy task. Uh, they're, they can be challenging to do. They can be expensive to do. But we believe that they provide an, an important additional uh, source of data, uh, additional evidence, particularly to help guide these targeted and tailors, tailored measles and rubella immunization strategies. Vaccination coverage data is critical, as Dr. Manoj mentioned, as well as, you know, case-based surveillance. But vaccine coverage data has limitations. Um, first of all, when we're, when we're thinking about disease transmission, like measles virus transmission or rubella virus transmission, what we're most interested in is, is population immunity, who's susceptible and who's protected. Vaccine coverage data, while very important, um, is really an indirect measure of that. Not every child who's vaccinated will be protected. Only for measles vaccine, the first dose at nine months of age, roughly only about 85% are protected. That's the reason uh, for the importance of the second dose. And, and not all children who are unvaccinated are uh, susceptible because they may have had uh, infection with measles virus or infection with rubella virus. In addition, these vaccine coverage surveys are hampered by um, poor quality immunization records in many countries. We often rely on the under five card and uh, these are not always accurate or retained. And particularly in older age groups, it can be very difficult to assess uh, an adolescence or a young adult's uh, vaccination history. So serology can play an important role in, uh, in characterizing uh, immunity gaps across ages, across geographic location to help guide these targeted and tailored uh, immunization activities to more efficiently reach the unvaccinated uh, populations. Now, it, it, is, uh, it is daunting to think about measles and rubella uh, eradication on, at a global scale, um, particularly in the face of the setbacks that we've described as a consequence of the COVID-19 pandemic. But um, I think we have some new tools on the horizon. Um, we have, uh, for example, a new vaccine delivery platform, microarray patches that maybe make it much easier to administer measles and rubella vaccines. Uh, they don't require the cold chain. Those are a couple years away, but those could be a game changer. Rapid diagnostic tests to detect measles and rubella outbreaks early could be another important tool. Um, but also new strategies uh, like thinking about how, how to more efficiently reach uh, the measles zero-dose child. Um, and there's a lot of 
planning going on there. And I, just to, uh, to close on that, I do think that there's can be an important role for serological surveys, measles and rubella serosurveys, to help guide those, those new strategies um, that will enhance routine immunization services, um, but move us away from these nationwide non-selective SIAs toward more efficient, targeted, and tailored strategies. Well, I'm glad to be able to finish this podcast on a positive note towards eradication. Manoj, Bill, thank you so much. I'd love to chat further, but that is all we have time for today. I really appreciate you chatting to me. Thank Thank you you. very much, Nina. You can read more about Bill and Manoj's research online now at thelancet.com. Thank you to our listeners for tuning into this episode of In Conversation With by The Lancet Global Health. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you usually get your podcasts.